to Natural MD Radio, your place to hear the whole truth on health and medicine for women and children and get the tools you need to take back your health naturally starting now. I'm Dr. Aviva Ram. Today I have with me not just one, but two special guests who are going to deliver something to you that is fresh and vital. And when I say deliver, I mean it literally. Danielle Du Bois and Whitney Tingle, who are my two of my new friends and colleagues, are the masterminds behind the awesome healthy home food delivery service, Sakara Life. And today we're going to talk about how to make vitality and healthy food transitions and living the life of your dreams, something that you can really do. Let me tell you a little about Sakara Life. I am so impressed by these two women who have known each other since they were kids. Both were recently welcomed to the 2016 Forbes 30 Under 30. Whitney and Danielle started Sakara Life in 2012 with only $700 raised at a house party, making food in their kitchen and delivering via bicycles in Manhattan. Fast forward to now, and Sakara has a multi-million dollar run rate, delivers over 50,000 meals monthly nationwide, and is on track to triple last year's revenue. Sakara has amassed a cult following of self-proclaimed Sakara lights, including supermodels, business leaders, wellness-minded consumers, and celebrities, including Lena Dunham, Hugh Jackman, Chrissy Teigen, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Kate Hudson, whose demand helped drive its expansion to nationwide availability at the beginning of 2016. You guys, I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Aviva. We're so happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Such a pleasure. Love your show. Thank you. Thank you. I am just so delighted to be in connection with you guys. I think what you're doing really is, it's fresh and vital. And we need that right now. I think we need to vitalize up our food. And I just love how you're doing it. And just from every end of your business, the freshness of your website, the freshness of your message, there's a lot of strength and empowerment. But I know that you guys had a story kind of getting there. So take me back a little bit. Um, Sounds like you both grew up on a hippie commune in the Southwest. And you guys have known each other since what, seventh grade? So Was healthy food a part of your growing up on this hippie commune? Tell us more. Yeah. So, you know, Whitney and I were fortunate enough to grow up in Sedona, Arizona, uh, which is a very hippie town. It's at the forefront of, you know, the new age movement and this mind body food connection. And, you know, we moved. There was just, we couldn't find that sense of balance, that sort of you're just running around all the time and it's easy to grab a bagel or it's easy to grab a Diet Coke. And so we couldn't find the balance. And so Sakara didn't start out as, you know, a business or anything. It really started out as our own solution and sort of getting back to our roots. So yeah, Whitney and I met in seventh grade. Whitney was a new kid in school. (laughs) Danielle was sitting in front of me and she went backwards over her chair and said, hi, I'm Danielle. Mm -hmm. And we were friends ever since that point. Oh, and, you know, we, we grew up playing volleyball oh. together and uh, just growing up and learning about life together and going through all of those struggles that you go through through high school with body image and food and boys. <laughs> and uh, but growing up in Sedona was 
a really, really special upbringing. People there were researching about all of the latest and greatest in health and nutrition. They were experimenting with herbs and superfoods on themselves. And spirituality, you know, we grew up you know, drinking, you know, raw milk and raw cheese and chewing on chlorella tablets and meditating. And it was a really special upbringing. You know, people from all over the world go to Sedona um, for the sort of spiritual transformation. It's, it's known as a very healing place. There are vortices in the rocks and, you know, like measurable places where there's like high magnetic fields. So it's, it's really a special place. And, and it really uh, set the foundation for our belief system, too, definitely. I would say. Yeah. I have to tell you guys, we were super hippie parents, and we have four kids, and they were all born at home and homeschooled. And for our oldest kids, we have, well, first of all, our photo albums are filled with more naked kids than clothed kids, but I'm sure we have a few pictures of kids, <laughs> you know, kids with green teeth. Cause we used to make spirulina smoothies when they were really little. I'm sure you're familiar. Uh, what oh yes. Definitely. I think we probably have a few pictures like that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me what happened in New York city. Yeah. So, um, I moved to New York. This is Danielle. I moved to New York to study medicine. I really wanted to go to med school. And so I came to New York. I started studying biochemistry. And then Whitney moved here right after graduating from college. Yeah, I think that your experience, though, you should talk a little bit. I think Aviva's listeners would want to hear just about your experience. Danielle was interning at a hospital. Yeah. Yeah, I was interning up at a, um, a hospital, St. Luke's up in Harlem, doing the free clinics. Um, I was shadowing a cardiologist, and I really got to witness Western medicine's approach to our really terrible, you know, wellness system in America. You know, people, one out of 10 Americans eat the daily recommended value of fruits and vegetables, which is terrifying. And, you know, especially in, in um, when you're helping patients with heart disease and, you know, high cholesterol and high blood pressure, you know, we know that so many of those things are diet-related. They're lifestyle diseases. And just witnessing that over and over and over again, you know, people dealing with open-heart surgery, clogged, clogged arteries with, you know, we had one patient that came in that was in, you know, renal failure. And it's just, it, it actually... To be quite honest, it really frightened me. And, you know, going back to my roots, I realized and remembered that, you know, food should play a part in your wellness routine and sort of be thought of as your medicine. But no one ever talked about that in the hospital. Like you could go see a nutritionist or something like that, but they would mostly just tell you to eat low fat yogurt and low fat cheese. And so, you know, along with working in the hospital for a couple of years and my own issues around food. I had been uh, yo-yo dieting for most of my life. I had a terrible relationship to my body. And, um, you know, with that, really high highs and really low lows. And that in combination with witnessing so many people dealing with life-threatening diseases, lifestyle diseases, you know, it really prompted me to say, I need to switch my path. I need to go and study nutrition, bring the spiritual aspect back to health and wellness and help myself first and then help other people use food as a tool to feel like their best selves. Because I think a lot of women, especially, 
think of food as calories and food as something that, you know, they should just not eat too much of instead of using it as a tool to actually help themselves feel like the best versions of themselves. So well said. So I have a question for you within that. And, um, you know, I see so many women in my medical practice and I a thousand percent agree with you. And I can tell you in seven years of medical training, I was scheduled to have two classes on nutrition, 50 minutes each, and one of them got canceled. So, you know, for me, I came into medical school with 25 years of working with natural foods and natural medicine, but for 99 other classmates who graduated from medical school and then however many others from residency, they got 50 minutes at most of nutrition training. And because it's so marginalized, so many doctors don't take it seriously. But I also see on the flip side, a phenomenon that really concerns me. And I wonder how you two address this. And I think you do it beautifully. I mean, I've seen your website, I've read your so many articles about you, and I've met you and I, I think you do it beautifully. But tell readers, how do you balance for yourselves as women, but also within the women that and men too, but that mostly women that you're interacting with, there's this phenomenon called orthorexia, which is sort of, it's an eating disorder, but where women get fixated on eating really healthy food. And it's almost like you're convincing yourself that you're, you don't have an eating disorder, that you're just eating healthy. But I, I see so many women who are restricting. So how do you balance that in your messaging so that we can really help women to eat well and eat you know, just really blossom and flourish, but not become more food, you know, more fixated or more restrictive because it's tough. It is tough. And I think, you know, when I was doing my yo-yo diets, you know, half the time I would just be vegan. So I could go out to dinner and tell people, oh, I can't eat that. I'm vegan. So I would sort of use the label as this tool to not eat too much. And so how we think about it at Sakara and how, you know, we've helped our thousands of women transform, you know, their relationship to food is we don't call ourselves, it's not a diet. Like it's, it's lifestyle is a, a term that's overused and I think has lost some of its power, but it really is the, the, the best um, sort of word for, for what we're trying to get at that this isn't supposed to be a set of rules that says this is what you do and this is what you don't do. This is about creating a relationship to yourself that's honest, a relationship to your food that's healthy, so that you think of food as something that helps you feel like your best self instead of something that you need to watch or something that you need to have restriction around or have a huge set of rules around. And for me, going through my transformation, because I, I definitely did have some version of, of that, and I had you know eating disorders, and, and you know for me, the transformation was actually changing my relationship to food and getting back to thinking of food as nourishment. Because if you're, you know, first of all, if you're a yo-yo dieter, then, you know, if you're anything like me, which I think a lot of women are, they're, we're great at dieting. So just give me the set of rules and I'll do what you say. But actually what happens within that relationship is then you're not actually listening to your body. You're not building a body you get to listen to. So that's one thing that we talk about and is really important. You know, you are what you eat. And so the more you're eating these healthful foods, the more you get to build a body that you get to listen to. Yeah. And I would also just add that a lot of women are looking to lose weight when they're controlling their food. And 
But that type of stress that you put on your body when you're counting every calorie, when you become obsessive with your diet, isn't healthy either. Even though you're thinking, I'm only eating these sets of foods and I'm reading every single ingredient, that type of obsessiveness can actually increase cortisol levels. It can stress out your body, make you hold on to weight. It can add in other types of you know, medical conditions, it can increase your blood pressure. You know, I don't have to tell you all of the different things, but you know, sometimes it's healthier to just relax and, and relax around food. And so that's what we encourage. Yeah. Let go of, let go of your neuroses and love yourself. And that's what we talk to our clients about. You guys, that's just beautiful. Yeah. Instead of counting every calorie, we, we encourage our clients to start recognizing which foods feel good in their body. How does this food make me feel? (laughs) And, and learning what's healthy that way, instead of reading every ingredient label and counting every calorie. Yeah. And it's also, you know, we've been taught, you know, to eat incorrectly. So a lot of times we women come to us and they come with these, you know, preconceived notions of what is health. And that means I have to count my calories, eat a low fat diet, you know, have low fat yogurt for breakfast. It's like, but you know, we know that that's not true anymore, but still it's, it's these habits that people don't want to let go of. And most of these rules are much less about, you know, a low calorie, low fat diet is going to make me feel good as opposed to this low calorie, low fat diet is going to make me thin. And I think, you know, we're trying to help our women change the focus. And if you build a body that you love living in, you know, you're going to love living in it. And, and weight loss might be a side effect, but you know, it, it just can't be the only goal. It should be to getting back to your best self. Oh, you guys, so good. So good. And I'm so glad you brought up this piece around cortisol You know, this next book I'm working on, um, which is coming out in January, is called The Adrenal Thyroid Revolution. So I've been spending a lot of time in the cortisol research and especially around food. And I've really struggled with the book in some ways because so many women are overweight and that weight can really be a problem. You know, as you talked about, Danielle, it could end you up in a cardiac unit. So finding ways to really reach women about creating a body they love. To me, you just said it so beautifully. And some of the research I came up around the cortisol and food is that when we actually hold on to that stress, as you said, it also actually makes that food more an object of desire. But interestingly, cortisol changes the messages in your brain that actually makes sweet foods taste better. They actually physiologically taste better and makes you crave more of them. And interestingly, if you kind of go off your diet and I can't tell you, it drives me nuts when women come into my practice and the first appointment and they say, you know, I'm really bad or I've been a bad girl. And I'm like, oh, how do we just get this language out of our lexicon as women? There's no wagons to fall off of. Exactly. And then they, and then they add this layer of guilt. And what's really interesting is that when you add that layer of self-blame, it drives your cortisol even higher. And it makes you more likely to do the self-soothing activity. So it becomes this vicious cycle of beat yourself up, go for whatever it is that doesn't make you feel good and makes you feel guilty, beat yourself up. And all the while you're packing on more of that dangerous belly fat. So, you know, I just can't even, I want every woman to hit rewind three times and listen to what you said, because it's so beautiful, so strong and so powerful. Well, I think that that's one of the, 
the main reasons why we decided to create a food delivery program also was because, you know, my story is I moved out to New York to work on Wall Street and I fell into that naturally stressful lifestyle of working 80 hour work weeks. Um, you know, it's a male dominated industry. I was working with the men and then I was going out drinking with the men and trying to keep up with them while they're putting down nine beers in one sitting. And then I was eating with the men with all the fried foods. And then I started to look and feel like one of the men. And I, like, it was piling on unhealthy foods, the alcohol, just the entire lifestyle that it completely changed my body. And I was living a lifestyle that wasn't like what we grew up with in Sedona. And I didn't know what to do. I was 15 pounds overweight. Meanwhile, this had been, I think, just one month of moving to New York City. I had cystic acne all over my face, big, red, painful bumps. I had tried all different types of things, rounds of antibiotics, a round of Accutane, which is a heavy-duty drug that could really affect your liver. Um, I was doing birth control pills creams and lights and lasers that left scabs on my face and nothing would work. And I, I kept going around talking to different dermatologists and, and nobody could give me any type of solution except to take more antibiotics, try more creams that would dry out my skin. Um, and nobody would talk to me about nutrition and something inside of me was just saying, don't do it. It's not the answer. This isn't the solution. You need to go inside figure out what is the root cause of all of these symptoms, treat that, and then it will all go away. And so that was, you know, what really kind of urged me to get involved and, and start Sakara with Danielle was this, this need to have just an answer that um, was stress-free. And we did a lot of research, you know, read tons of books, all of your books, listen to your podcast, talk to all the different types of doctors and nutritionists out there to figure out what was really healthy. But then once we had all that information, we realized how hard it is to do this when you're trying to work 80 hour work week. And, um, we saw that, you know, not just for ourselves, but other people out there in the workplace, they needed it to just go up at their door and take it off of their plate, take the because they were our client, a lot of our clients were obsessing over every single ingredient, every single meal, and it was just adding even more stress. And so this way, you know, we make all of the meals, we stress every single ingredient <laughs> so that our clients don't have to, and then it just shows up at their step, and they know that it's healthy and pure and organic, and they get to eat it, and that way they can worry about the things that that really matter in their lives. Yeah, and the whole point is that, you know, it's it's a lifestyle, not a diet. So we're not telling you, you know, this is what you have to eat every single day. We're urging you to do this as much as you can. But, you know, outside the bounds of, you know, eating Saqqara every single day, you know, you can have a piece of chocolate cake and a martini on the weekend. Like, it's not about making these rules, hard, fast rules. It's about, you know, you are what you do the majority of your time. And so spend the majority of your time eating the Sakara way. And then that frees you up to, you know, like loosen the sort of the, the chains of, of needing to, to like be on a diet. And yeah. Eat that chocolate cake and feel great about it. Yeah. No guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I want to say to my patients, okay, get the most delicious Sunday that you can possibly get. 
and find the smallest possible spoon and savor every bite because the food neuroses is, is really hard, but I get it too. You know, so many of the women who come to see me are really at kind of the end of their rope or they feel that way. They've seen so many doctors, they don't have the answers. And sometimes a little bit of, you know, I hate to use the word food restriction, but taking certain things out of the diet for some women who have really severe cystic acne, it may be taking um, dairy out or it may be becoming more plant-based or taking most of the sugar out. And what I try to work with my patients around is this idea, not so much that you have to do it like it's a restriction, but that you get to do it because this is really what's optimal for your body. So it's almost like a reframe from... You know, I, I kind of tell people jokingly, I can eat whatever I want whenever I want to because 98% of what I want to eat is actually healthy. So if I want a chocolate cake and a martini, or for me, it's like a coffee and a carrot cake, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> it's fine. But it may be one, you know, it may be once every few months, or it may be, or my granddaughter, I have a four year old granddaughter, her favorite thing is chocolate croissants which um, she had this French au pair. And when she was little, she thought it was a chocolate poisson, like in a fish. So, you know, it's just irresistible. <laughs> so, okay, you brought up some a really important point here that I want to dive into uh, for a minute, which is we do have a lot of women who are working 80 hours a week. I and mean, the hours women are putting in is crazy. A study just came out that showed that for every few hours more a week we work, we significantly increase our risk of heart disease, cognitive decline. It's pretty scary. Yet the reality is to keep up in what is still really, truly a man's world for a lot of women who are very high octane achievers, those 60, 80 hour weeks are sometimes going to happen or even just moms, right? Even a stay at home mom, her work could be nonstop. So for women who are, this is a twofold question. One I know that it's a pretty big risk to be an entrepreneur. So I want to ask this twofold piece. One, for you guys, how did you take the risk and make the shift of working for yourselves? And for women who are unable to do that right now, how can they support themselves best when they're working? And maybe if, you know, Sakara isn't the plan for them, which I hope it will be for a lot of women listening, at least some of their you know, some of their food to take the load off, but how can they make it? How can they make that same lifestyle work for them? Those are great questions. So for us, I, I, I guess it's, um, how did we become entrepreneurs? Yeah. We like to say that we turned our mess into our mission. You know, oh. like I, we, oh. cre we created Sakara because, you know, it was the perfect storm of you know, I finally did a yo-yo diet that gave me pneumonia and I had to be in the hospital on antibiotics. And then Whitney, you know, dealing with like the peak of her cystic acne and weight gain. And, you know, we came together and we we're like, something has to change. We have to save ourselves. So that's when I went to nutrition school and we developed this meal program together for each other based on these pillars of nutrition Things like, you know, making sure you're eating the rainbow and getting, you know, all the colors and all the nutrients, making sure you're eating enough greens, making sure that you're eating your water, not just drinking it. And so every meal is based on those pillars of nutrition. And then, you know, we would switch shifts and cook, uh, cook for each other. And it just completely changed our lives and our bodies. And so once that happened, you know, we knew that there were just so many people and women especially that we're dealing with some variants to our personal issues and we had the answer 
like we had created the answer. And so we knew that it was our, it had to be our mission to share that answer. And as Whitney said earlier, you know, we had read all the books, we had, you know, had all the cookbooks and it didn't help until the food was in front of us. And there was no other choice, but to, you know, deep dive into this lifestyle. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a choice. It was like one day we said, we're not going to, you know, work work. in corporate anymore. It was, it was all consuming and it was almost like it really wasn't a choice. Like it wasn't our choice. It just was sort of everything coming together. And it was really clear that we were on a mission and we didn't know if it would work. We didn't know um, if we could, would ever get beyond delivering on our bicycles. We didn't know if people would like it. You know, when we started, people said, no one wants to, you know, eat salads and healthy food every day. And they especially don't want it, you know, delivered to them. And they're certainly not going to order from something called Sakura. <laughs> they couldn't even pronounce the car. Um, so, you know, we definitely, we had each other, which was huge. So I'd say, you know, find a partner, even if it's not, it doesn't have to be a partner that you find the minute you start. Um, but find a partner that you can rely on and trust. Um, cause having that duality is really important. Mm-hmm. There were days where I just didn't think that we were going to make it. And I, you know, forgot our mission and I just felt overwhelmed and Whitney would, you know, say, no, remember, this is what we're doing. And then by and it's not about us. I think we talk a lot about having a mission that's bigger than yourself too, that when you're, because starting a business is really scary and making the leap from a job and working for somebody else and having a steady paycheck to creating your own business and creating your own income is really scary. And, but if you remember that you're doing this, that your mission is much bigger than you and there are people out there that need the product that you're creating, then you can't give up. Then you have to keep going even when it's really tough And I'm also a big believer, we're big believers in karma and not in the karma in a sense that if you do something bad to somebody, something bad's going to happen to you. But in a sense that the amount of energy that you put out into the world will come back. And so you have to work so hard and, and put that energy and go beyond what you're used to doing in order to see, see the success and see the reward which anybody in any job, even if you're going to stay in your job at work, if you lean into what's really difficult and in, go beyond what, what you're used to doing, then that's where real growth happens and, and real magic happens. And it's definitely a mind shift. It's a mind shift from, you know, being fearful and avoiding, you know, problems and issues and hard conversations to seeking them out so that you can, you know, learn and grow And I think that back to the cortisol thing, you know, that was one thing that really helped me is, you know, the things that used to stress me out, I try and turn them into, okay, this is a time for growth. And so it's not the bad kind of stress. It's Mm -hmm. almost like I can mentally prepare myself for things that are hard and look forward to them, which shifts my perspective. And then it's less of a anxiety fear and more of a growth fear mentality. I love that. So powerful. And it's just, I love that. One of the chapters in my book is called Reframe. And it really is about shifting from that I have to to I get to, or this is so hard to this is a challenge. I used to jokingly tell my kids when they were little, think of math as a puzzle instead of math as a problem. Because when we frame things as that word problem, we automatically kind of gird ourselves against it. Or the same with exercise. Yes. Uh, calling it play instead of exercise and that they get to play 
play in their bodies instead of exercise. Yeah, there's a quote that I, I, I'll have to find, and I'll try and find it before we end here because I really want to read it to you. But it's just about that. Love it. So do you guys, how do you guys prevent yourselves from getting burnt out? What are some of the self-care practices that you do either daily or once a week just to keep, because there's a jokey, like a phrase that's kind of funny that says entrepreneurs are people who would rather work 80 hours a week for themselves than 40 hours a week for someone else. And it's a lot. I mean, I know from running my own business, it takes a lot of time. You're it. When problems show up, you got to be the one to solve them. You got to be the one in the kitchen. If your chef gets sick and can't come in that day, how do you, in addition to this wonderful mindset of seeing the problems as challenges and the get to's, what are some of your basic practices? Well, definitely starting with that we love what we do. And when I was working on Wall Street, this is what I was reading about in my spare time. This is what I was talking about with all of my friends And so now I feel privileged that when there's an issue and I have to jump into the kitchen, that that's what I'm doing. But there are definitely times when we get burnout, when we're just working nonstop because work doesn't stop at five or six o'clock. It keeps going. Um, I, when I feel myself starting to get burnt out when I come home and my brain won't stop working and I'm lying in bed and my brain won't stop and I have to lean over and write things down. I know that I'm getting to the point where I might hit a burnout. And so one thing I like to do is take a nice hot mineral bath. I'll add in some salts. I'll add in some magnesium. And then right after that, I'll, I'll hop into bed and just feel so much more relaxed. Yeah, one thing that, um, that really helps me is uh, doing deep belly breaths. I try and do them, you know, whenever I can think of them throughout the day. Um, Like I just did some before we started this podcast (laughs) with you. Um, But also, um, you know, in the morning and at night, especially, um, I think I I can feel that I hold a lot of tension, like in my, like in my abs and, and like stomach area. And so I think especially a lot of women, like we're taught to suck it in all the time and that can be really stressful. And so just, you know, deep belly breaths where I let all my breath fill up my be- my belly and just, you know, let it all out, let the muscles relax, everything. Um, I, c- I feel like I can literally feel, you know, the cortisol levels dropping in my body. Um, and also it's supposed to help with digestion and blood flow. And um, it just always calms me. Such simple and powerful tools that I also use and include in my book. I think this, this, um, you're really bringing home the power of us actually just stopping long enough. I call it hitting the pause button or giving ourselves permission to pause, but just stopping long enough to actually dial in to how you're feeling around the food you're eating. Is it helping you to feel that vibrant way that you want to feel? Are you building the relationship you want with yourself, with your body and taking the time to quiet ourselves? So beautiful. You guys, I, just love what you're doing. I, I really do. And I will just say that I hope everyone who's listening will go to your website. Tell us, tell us how everyone can best find you. You can find us at sakara.com, S-A-K-A-R-A.com. And also check out our Instagram, Sakara Life. Um, I'm at Whitney Tingle and Danielle is at Danielle Dubois, D-U-B-O-I-S-E. 
we love to share pictures of our food and all of our different wellness tips and practices on there. Yeah, and, and Aviva, I actually just found the quote I wanted to read you. Do I have a second? Yes, let's wrap with it. That'll be perfect. Thank you. Okay, perfect. It says, what if the word work was changed to dance with life? And instead of being viewed as an alternative to fishing or a way of paying our dues, it was seen as our own chance to meet a parade of new friends, discover your own untested potentials and unpolished gifts, and open avenues for abundance to come pouring into your life. Beautiful. Oh, I love that because it's like it's such a it's such a note to shifting one's perspective and just being conscious and aware of our thoughts every single day and how just switching the word from work to play can completely change, you know, your trajectory and your level of happiness and stress. Thank you both for everything you're doing. It's inspiring. It it really is so fresh. The message is it's old and new at the same time. And there's so much wisdom. So if you're listening, we're so glad you're here. Please check out Danielle and Whitney's website at Sakara Life. It's beautiful. There are really fun fashion tips, home tip. Like I just love so much of what's up there and I turn my daughters onto it. It's, it's vital and it's a new way of thinking about your body and there's a beauty, there's a sexiness. And at the same time, it's real and it's accessible and, and very simple to follow the principles. The manifesto is wonderful. Thank you for taking time out of your busy lives to share with me and my listeners. And I hope we get to talk some more. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Aviva. We love you and all you're doing and can't wait to see you soon and do more and more together. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Natural MD Radio. If you did, please go to avivaram.com and join the conversation about the show on my blog. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. It's free and it's jam-packed with powerful tips to help you take back your health naturally. That's avivaram.com. Take care and see you next time.